Hey everybody, welcome to an all new season of 30 on Broadway. Let's see if we uh, remember how what to do this. Is this. What is this voice? What? Are you just like, jumping right what? you're jumping right down my throat already? Right off the gate? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty What's much, the problem? Like, what, what, what is the, the problem with my that? voice? What is the problem with my what voice? The, what the hell was that? That was like very Do you want me to do <laughs> like oh, Hey. Like why why were you trying to be like a late night? Like Welcome to uh, what, <laughs> like Delilah. <laughs> I yeah, am the, like, I the am the Rangers Delilah at night. Yeah, like I what I've had a long day. Is... I've had a long day. It's a long day, and oh, we are we are here to we are here to have, take you home you have tonight. Two days. We are here to you take have... you home oh, tonight. God. <laughs> um, as I'm giving hand signals to Nick right now to shut up, <laughs> but that's either here or there. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome well, to an all-new season of Thirty on Broadway. If you, if this you is do shit like that. Then you're you're not going to be in my fantasy hockey league. Then. <laughs> Your fantasy hockey league? <laughs> oh well, I thought Your it was fantasy like, hockey you, league. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I, mean, I, I only am the co-founder of the league, so like, you know. I all guess, right, so let's let's know. let us see if we remember how to do this. Because it's been. Well, I think we're already off to a pretty good start. It's been a while. This is like our, this is our usual bullshit back and forth. Yeah, this is our typical banter. So hi. Yeah. Thank you to uh, everyone who continues to stick around with us. Um, I don't know. One thing I want to point out: we have a very, very, very loyal listener base, and the reason why I say that, and the reason why I know that, is because our numbers like never fluctuate. So thank you to those that listen. Like you clearly <laughs> can tell. It's no, not like, like a Marion. Ga- it's not like a Marion Gavrick uh, goal scoring uh, on the back of his hockey card, where it looks like a fucking EKG. The way it just goes up and down. Yeah, we don't go up and down. We're very, we're very consistent. We're straight across the board, and it's and it's always we, like that. And we, it doesn't matter how long we take off from doing an episode, which is wild. But we are the John Tortorella of hockey podcast. We are, we are. the right way. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but I get whatever. Um, but right. I just wanted, I wanted to lead right off. Way. I wanted to lead off the new season with saying thank you, because I think that's you know it, it's it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing to see. Um, like yeah, we don't have those big spikes and those big drops and and things of that nature and and whatnot, and we don't really do anything special. We always kind of no, joke we don't, that we're... We don't have to pay, like, former Rangers to we're, we don't, for us. Oh, here we go. Well, this is picking right back up where we leave off. What? But what did I say? No, I was I was going to say, like, we don't we do not do anything crazy. We don't do anything special. You know, we, we, we try to get some pretty pretty fun people on at times, and, and some, some pretty awesome guests, which I think we've... Anytime we have a guest on, it's been really good. Um, oh, yeah. And especially, you know, we, we've, we've got our regulars. You know, we've had... The, the crew from from uh, Blue Seats Live, a uh, part of Blue Seats Blog, and has been on a couple times. You know, Jake Hahn from SiriusXM NHL Network Radio uh, has been on the show, you know, quite a few times. We've had a lot of fun with him. Um, the Broadway Hat Podcast. I, I I've been so bad and so off of Twitter lately that I haven't been following really much of anything. But um, but 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 over there, you know, has been on shows a few times and, and just always awesome. So it's always fun to see. So this is, it's one of the things that it makes it very fun to get back into doing this. Um, it's just kind of, you go through the lull of summer and you're just kind of like, well, whatever, like there's not a lot to talk about. Like, what are we going to talk about? 
we could talk about BS that we do in the summer, but we, we do that every episode. You know, we, we start off our episodes with a bunch of BS. So, you know, it is what it is. But just like last that. time, last time we talked was just before Gerard Gallant had gotten fired. And we have had a track record. Now, Nick and I, just to, for those of you, even though our <laughs> listeners, our listenership doesn't really go up or down, so I don't know why I'm saying this. But if you're new, if you have somehow come across and become new, we hope you stay, which the, the statistics typically say that you will, which is Wait, cool. Say that again. Say that again. Statistic, the statistics. <laughs> I had a lot of That's stuff going on. Good with, that's the guy who's good with money, by the way. Statistics. The statistics. Shut up. All right. The statistics stay say that you typically will stick around. <laughs> Shut up. It's been a long day. All right. I had a long day. So do the statistics also say that Sergi is not a good oh wait, sorry, never mind. Dude, uh, I don't I'll, know I'll what, I don't know what I just did to what my hand. But I can't I can't get this off. <laughs> oh god. I, it's like Nathan's what? bracelet thing. <laughs> And like I just Welcome had it like wrapped, but I can't. Like it's like. <laughs> Welcome back, Rangers fans. So, anyways, <laughs> we, are, we are so back. It's not. <laughs> anyways, we have and it's actually a couple of new segments that I wanted to talk about, but I. <laughs> <laughs> he can't share the word statistics, so. But you know. anyways, back on the statistics. <laughs> The statistics typically say that you'll stick around, which is great. We love it. Thank you. Um, Nick and I, we, we always joke that we're two schmucks with a microphone. We've, we've always, that's kind of been our shtick for a long time. <laughs> Since like 2013. We, we've been doing podcasting for far too long. <laughs> and not like, you know, whatever. That's, a, that's another story. It's a fireside chat. Maybe we'll do that sometime. Maybe we'll have like a fireside chat. Oh, we'll chat. bring back the fireside chats? <laughs> oh, oh my, my God. God. Remember this? But oh, we, so part of our podcasting journey has taken us into many different variations and iterations. And I know if, you've, if you're listening, you've probably heard this before and you're probably going like, this oh, guy great. He can say iterations, but he can't say statistics. Here comes, oh, here I'm comes, moving, here moving, comes, moving here comes story time again from Chris. But anyways. Uh, we typically tend to come out with these like statements or bold like hot takes or whatever proclamations, proclamations, declarations. I do declare uh, things that we'll I say, love, and I people will love. be like, "You guys are," you know. Nick has been affectionately called a damn asshole <laughs> so many times. <laughs> you know, eating, eating meatloaf in mommy's basement. According to still Facebook, my, still, still one of my favorite ones. Too, uh, but <laughs> we, uh, you know, we used to run like, like Thirty on Broadway was part of the Face Off Hockey Network, which you know kind of fizzed out, and it is what it is. We we've kind of separated stuff and decided to kind of hyper focus on solo projects and things of that nature instead of a major network and everything and and whatnot. Uh, but we used to have a show that has been kind of like a, a staple of ours, which we are going to have a segment in 30 on Broadway. So that's one of the new things was two for roughing 
where we would talk about the NHL in general and just have general a general show covering all the teams. And, you know, I, we could go back a few years, St. Louis Blues winning the Cup. You know, perfect did example. Free agent frenzy, July 1st. We did that on July, like that Nick was... just said. Free agent frenzy. And we were sitting there going like predictions. We were like, the St. Louis Blues could win the Stanley Cup. We, we and, looked at their roster and the moves they made, and we were like, you know what? This is a team right now, as built, can win the Stanley Cup this year. And, and I even were like, said that was my prediction, that the St. Louis Blues were winning the Stanley yeah. Cup that year. And people were like, you and, guys are morons. You have no idea what you're talking about. And to, to their credit. Four months into the season, it looked like they <laughs> the were right. looked like they were. And we're sitting there in, like, January, and we're like – the blue should fire everyone and sell everybody. We're like, what a bad, what a bad prediction. What a hot take we have. Well, anyways, they, they go on to win a Stanley cup, you know, Nick, a couple of years down the road in COVID before COVID says Montreal will make it to the Stanley cup final. What happens? Montreal goes to Stanley cup final and gets, you know, obliterated, whatever, but they still got there. The, they got there. I, I make probably the boldest statement of anyone on our network or any of our shows ever and said that I could see, you know, if something goes south with the Rangers and I could see, you know, J, uh, James Dolan just going in and firing Jeff Gordon and, and still, clearing house. I still can't believe you and got that one. the face of no. the, 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 the oh. face, uh, I said, the, I was going to say the Nick that face made, the face that Nick <laughs> made. Okay, this is the kind of stuff that you hear on this show. Like, this is the kind of stupidity that gets said. And then we come out with stuff like Jeff Gordon's going to get fired by the Rangers for just something. And the the face that Nick made that day, if he could reach through the mic, the camera, and I slap me. I would have smacked him. I would have smacked him. After the podcast, he goes, that was the absolute dumbest thing that you have ever said on our podcast. He goes, I cannot believe you would make a statement like that on our podcast. And I'm like, what? I, I could see it happen. I could see it happening. Like, you're something, and, and sure as shit, that offseason. Lo and behold. Lo and behold. Before the season even ended. And Nick's going, what the fuck? How the hell? So, we, we tend to kind of just come up with stuff and say stuff. Look, at, at the end of the day, we're fans, and I think we just – I think Nick and I do a, a generally good job at taking off the fan blinder at times. But at the end of the day, we're fans, nonetheless. And that's where this is all fun for us. So I had made kind of a statement at the end of the season about the whole Gallant thing and everything going on with Gallant that I didn't think the Rangers were going to fire him. And lo and behold, that take was very I, wrong because I, I told you you were wrong. On he, that. Nick told me he was like, "Dude, you're wrong. He's gone." And I'm like, "I don't know. Like, I, I just don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they fire out the assistants and they make they make other moves. But you know, out out goes Galat, out goes the staff, out goes Jim Ramsey, and here we are with Peter Laviolette. We fast forward now to to the opening of training camp right around the corner." Uh, this has honestly become a new era of Rangers hockey, too. Because and it's a totally different, the moves, yeah. The moves that they made in the offseason, just in the front office and behind the bench, like moving Mark's, uh, I can't say his last name correctly, uh, so I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to be like Chris with Sergey Bobrovsky. Just completely <laughs> <their name>. uh, <laughs> Who 
are you talking they, about? Mark Sicaccio. I think I, I want to say that's how you pronounce his last name. Yeah, okay. Uh, he got moved from being uh, in charge of player development and he got moved further down the pecking order and the Rangers have started bringing in a new wave and new blood to help these young players that they have on this roster continue to grow because you got to look at it. The way things were going, the Rangers have failed on so many young players that you can keep saying, yeah, it's the young players. Yeah, it's Gordy Clark. And, you know, Gordy Clark was a big part of it, but it also had to do with prospect development. There was something that was inherently wrong with how this franchise was developing young talent. Right. And, Mark Sicaccio, if that's not how you pronounce your last name, I really don't care because you suck at your job and the proof is in the pudding. But, uh, uh, oh, but, man, that is nah, that's a, that's but, a great, yeah, okay. But, you know, no mean passes him, for 30 on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, do well, continue, do continue. Those, I don't think we're getting those anytime soon. Thanks a do, lot, Herman. Do but, continue. Um, oh, God. Ooh. Oh. All right, do continue. What? No, keep going, keep going. You're you're on something. Yeah, but the the Rangers have started to look at this and say, look, we can't keep going down the same road and doing things the same way that we've we've always done them, because there's a reason why Kako, Lafreniere, Kraft uh, saw before that, Anderson. I mean, how many guys do you really want to go down this list and name of that have just been high picks that have flopped? There's a reason why the Rangers can many. develop bottom six. They could develop bottom six talent with the best of them, but they have a hard time cultivating top tier elite level talent. So they, they and that is that has actually they, been a long. It's not a recent thing either. This is this is long. No. This is that, this goes back really way I'm, further than than that's I. What, but that's what I'm saying though. They they've Drury has done a good job identifying that things need to change within the organization. So. Bringing in Laviolette, who I got to tell you, by everything I've heard so far, he's really adjusted his approach. And I think that happened after his Nashville departure, and I really don't give him too much flack for the way things went in Washington. Washington's an aging roster that is now just going to continue to do what they're doing because it's all about Ovi. You know, and whatever, it makes sense. Ovi is that organization, so... But I, I think Laviolette has learned from his prior failures, and I think that you're going to see the Rangers really take a step here. Well, um, well, not only just the Laviolette move, because everybody always focuses because the head coach, you know, you go from a player's coach in Gerard Gallant, which obviously it, it didn't work. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually take the step back. I don't think Gerard Gallant's a players coach. Well, he's. Kind I know of... why he gets. I know why he gets called a players coach. But if you look at how things went with the Rangers, he's not a players coach. Well, I think a lot of it is the the idea of he doesn't manage the room. Like he doesn't have the involvement in the room. And he kind of lets the players do their thing and kind of run their ship and run the show. In, in that regard. Uh, which is which is very different from a lot, you know. A Peter Laviolette is not that type. A John Tortorello is not that type. Uh, it, it takes a, but it also takes a special blend. And I don't think the locker room itself was necessarily built 
for for that to be successful. But a lot of people will say, you know, look at Peter Laviolette. You also have to look at the other moves that the Rangers brought in on their coaching staff. You know, Michael Pekka, Dan Muse, Dan Muse notably, you know, just with you're talking about youth and the kids, not just Capococco, Lafreniere, Keandre Miller, you know, Adam Fox even. I mean, still guys are young. You know, all the players, Igor Shosturkin, you know, a lot of the youth that's on this team now. But then you have the guys like Will Cooley, Brennan Othman, you know, and all those players behind them. Uh, you know, having guys like a Michael Pekka, who's been in the game, who's been involved, has been involved in helping with development of skilled young players. And then obviously Dan Hughes, who has, you know, his background from, you know, the Chicago Steel of the, uh, the USHL, as well as uh, Yale University. Uh, and and working in the uh, U.S. National Training and Development Program, and that's that that could be a huge benefit to home of to the Gabriel Perot, first round pick of the New York Rangers. Yeah, you know, and then and then you bring in a guy, you know, a, d- a defenseman, you know, Phil Housley, who yeah, you, you could sit there and you could go oh, look at how bad he was as a head coach in Buffalo. Whatever, he's not a head coach; he's the assistant coach. Did wonders with the Arizona Coyotes power play when he was out there as an assistant. Uh, I, I'm really curious to see what he brings to to the blend. So I think the coaching staff, this is one of the most solid, sound coaching staffs that I think we've seen from 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 a Rangers side of things. And I think it's just at the, the point way, in time where it's really critical. On the on the Phil Housley side, just by the way, the when Ryan Ellis was a star in Nashville, you know who was the the, the head of the uh, the defense in Nashville? Hmm. Phil Housley. That is correct. So I win uh, a dollar. Matthias Nickholm, uh Ryan Ellis, Roman yeah. Yossi, all look those at that, guys. Look at in that Nashville defensive core that was a that juggernaut. everybody loved. Fell Housley had a huge hand. Dan Muse, uh Peter Laviolette all had a hand in cultivating that talent and bringing that talent forward. Yeah. I think when you look at the Rangers, I think the, the the guy who's there's two guys who are going to benefit from Housley, and the two biggest ones are going to be Braden Schneider and Adam Fox. Yeah, I didn't even mention him on the youth part, but yeah, obviously Braden Schneider, absolutely. And, and Fox is Fox is great. We all know he's great. He's one of the top three defensemen in the NHL, and the fact that I think he has another level he can get to, and that he will get to under Phil Housley, that's a scary scary thought. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's jump into some of the youth talk. Uh, part of, you know, LaViolette the other day, uh, I think, was it yesterday? Had it his, was, uh, was it Wednesday? On Wednesday, had the uh, the first Rangers training camp press conference. Uh, Arthur Staple of The Athletic, obviously, covers the Rangers, did, did a great write-up on on uh, kind of recapping that. Uh, but let's talk about some of the some of the changes right out of the gate. Uh Lafreniere over on right wing is is one of the things all eyes are on. I think I think of of any player on the roster right now, outside of Panarin, all eyes are on Alexei Lafreniere coming out of camp and in the beginning of the season. Do you, well, you it's, say that's a it, fair assessment? It, it's a hundred percent fair. It's all about what he's going to do with this opportunity. This is a guy who. Granted, he's had limited opportunities throughout his first three years in, in the league, but he hasn't done much with the opportunities he's been given. So this is this is one where it's on him. 
he has to he has to grab this opportunity and, and make the most of it because the Rangers' success is on him in a lot of ways because the Rangers, you know, when they when they went into the rebuild and everything, it wasn't it wasn't you know oh it's based on Panarin or Kreider or Savanich. Everybody knows what those guys are. Everybody knows what you're gonna get with those guys. The the linchpin of the rebuild was hitting on Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco. I look, I don't think Caco's ever gonna be that superstar forty goal scorer that a lot of people were hoping for. I think what you're gonna get from Caco, he's gonna be a slower but better version of Carl Hagelin, who will actually score twenty goals. Like I, that's what I think you're gonna get from Caco. You're gonna get a, a responsible defensive forward who has good hands and, and ability around the net. So I do I'm think you would really, want more though. You want more naturally, but look, if I, if I tell you that Capo Caco will play 15 years in the NHL and he'll put up 20 to 25 a year, are you really angry at that? Not necessarily, but it's not It's not what you're hoping for. It's not it's that it's level overall pick. Right. But right. but you know, it is what it like you you know this, this is what it is. Like, it's not like, like you and I had this discussion the other night. It's not like the Rangers sat there and they passed on, you know, they, they passed on somebody else to draft Kako. Right. The, the Rangers in that draft were always picking whoever the Devils didn't pick. If the Devils took Kako, we were taking Hughes. It's not like the Rangers went off the board and took Vitaly Krasnov instead of drafting Noah Dobson, like they wound up doing a couple of years before that. So, it, it 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 is what it is, you know. It, as long as Kaku can turn into a useful NHL player, I'm not really going to be mad with that pick. But Lafreniere at the right wing, I've had enough of the excuses. I've had enough of, well, it's his off wing. All right, there have been guys who have played on their off wings and they wound up switching there and staying there. It, it's not, you know, it's all about what kind of work are you willing to put in. Are you willing to sacrifice what you need to to be great? So far, he hasn't put the work in. So, you know, people can say whatever they want. Philip Hedl put the work in. He went back down. When the Rangers sent him down, he went back down. He tore up Hartford, and he came back a better player. Yeah. No, he did. Yeah. No, so, it, it, it's about putting in the work. Lafreniere, if he doesn't put in the work, then you know what? It's not on the organization at that point. It's on you. Do you think shifting away from Lafreniere, and I agree with you 100%, 100%, shifting away from from Laugh to Brendan Othman? There's been a lot of talk about Othman. I have my take on where he should be. Do you think he starts up with the big club? I think it's a mistake if he does. It would be the same mistake that this organization made with Keandre Miller. He needs to go to Hartford, and if he if he does what Shesterkin did, what Hedl did, you know, what Butchnevich did, and goes to Hartford and just abuses everybody, he makes it to the point that you can't keep him there, then you call him up. Otherwise, he should not be in the NHL at all this year. Not to be on your fourth line. There's no point. Not, no. Not even to be really – not even – you don't even really want him on the third line. I, I don't think you want him there. A Will no, Cooley, it, it, a Will Cooley, a little bit of a different scenario. He's more of that style of player 
that's more suited for your bottom six. It makes more sense. If, so if you have if you have a third line of Filipino, Blake Wheeler, and Will Cooley, that's not a bad third line. No. No, I don't disagree there. But I, I think that's more of I think Othman has to go to Hartford and force the Rangers hand. I don't know how he does that, other than if, you know, Kako and Lafreniere just fall flat out and they're terrible. Um, and he just lights it up and then they have to make a decision and that's where they're going to, they're going to have to be. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think he should start with, I don't think there's any reason for him to start on the Rangers unless there's injuries and unless Offman lights it up. Or if, like we said before, if the guys, the, the kids that they're relying on, that's the only thing with the Rangers. It's been like the same old story here. I don't know if you've, if we've noticed this theme every year, we've kind of been like waiting for the next step, waiting for the next step, the next step. Are they going to take the next step? We really finally saw it with Heedle. Now we're really waiting to see it. Now, again, well, like all thing, eyes, all eyes shift to Lafreniere. Heedle had been progressing each year. Heedle had constantly been getting better. Even with Kako, the, the leaps weren't as great as Heedle, but at least in Kako's game, you saw him each year do a little bit better. Yeah, he just didn't I, take I the leap. Like, you didn't expect that. You didn't get that big, like, catapulting leap that you were hoping for. But you know, it's it's worked out. Now yeah, he's 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 been good. He hasn't you know he hasn't been great. He hasn't been Jack Hughes, you know, and that's who yeah, he's but, always going to be compared to. But I mean, you know, but oh, I was also, more referencing Heedle. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, like it, it goes back to it goes back to yeah, a lot of draft, stuff like... with, with, with Kako and Lafreniere. It goes back to they weren't going to a team that was a true bottomed out, really bad organization that you're going to inject and get top six minutes in yeah. right away. Yeah, it wasn't Ottawa with Tim Stutzela. Like, it wasn't the Coyotes. It wasn't like, the Coyotes. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. Toronto with Austin Matthews or Nylander or Mitch Marner. Right. Or, the Rangers no. weren't your traditional rebuild team no talent or very little talent and you need you know Chicago Blackhawks with Connor Bedard I mean yeah, it's, it's not that situation they, yeah yeah it's a very different very different environment uh, talking about some of the the other uh, players you're looking on the defensive side who's the sixth defenseman who's the seventh defenseman you know a, a kid that I saw quite a bit in Hartford and really kind of um, really kind of stood out on the defensive side. Zach Jones really liked the way he moved the puck down in Hartford. A little bit, you know, obviously size is, is the thing. You know, it's it's I, I don't know how much of it is a concern on the defensive side of the defensive end of the game anymore, but um, you do have the size concern. But I really liked what I saw from him in Hartford, especially in the postseason, early on in the postseason, when Hartford kind of went on their little bit of their run before they ran into the Hershey buzzsaw. Um, you know, they have Robertson and as well as Gustafson. What are you kind of expecting with the Rangers once uh, once the dust settles I, here? This is where I'm, I'm going to be. This is the most interesting um, offseason, you know, training camp battle. To, what the hell are you doing? Stop it. This is the most interesting training camp battle to me. Is this battle for six and seven? 
on the on the defensive end because you Zach Jones now has moved to being the most uh, prominent trade chip not named Brandon Hoffman. So you have to you have to see where his value is because. You know he does do he does do some really good things offensively with the puck that you know a lot of guys in this Ranger roster can't do from from the blue line that probably only Adam Fox can do. Now it, you know he he really didn't get a fair shake with Gerard Gallant, but you also have I I think the Rangers also want to see what they have in Matthew Robertson, where I think this is a guy who. They probably would like if he took the job over instead of Jones because Matthew Robertson fits that typical NHL old school GM kind of build of big lumbering defenseman, you know, who can be physical, does it, and is more defensively responsible. So, you know, I think that the old school mentality of the league and, and coaches. I think Robertson has the upper hand there, but Zach Jones and Eric Gustafson both fit that new school kind of approach of puck movers who get the puck up ice and play with speed and play with tempo and and can create from the back end. So I, I if it was me, I think Gustafson right now is the leader in the clubhouse for the sixth spot. And then I think in order, it would probably be Gustafson, Jones, and Robertson. I think Robertson's going to get another year in Hartford. Now, if he doesn't show any improvement, you know, another year in Hartford playing top pair D minutes, then, you know, you know he's not an NHL caliber defenseman and you can cut bait and move on. But I really think it's going to come down to Gustafson and Jones. But I think this is a pivotal year for Zach Jones. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. So... Let's look at the off season because Drury, you know, with the cap constraints, with with all of that, Drury still made kind of a, a flurry of moves, if you will. Obviously, the big, the big, most notable one, bringing in Blake Wheeler on an absolute steal of a contract, a guy who's going to probably be, you know, he'll be on your third line, and you could do a hell of a lot worse with a guy who has really never been a third line winger. Uh, and has always kind of been a top key, a key, a key contributor in the top six. You now add that depth and that ability to float too, which is which is key to me. This is another thing that's kind of key. Is by the way, that picture is not very flattering of me. I, I know that that was kind of the point, but anyways, um... asshole. <laughs> you, I, oh yeah, wow. What's up with your chin? All right. <laughs> Yeah, delete that shit. That, that shit does not look good. Delete oh, that shit right man. now. You were, you, know were what? Deep, I, you were deep in the conversation. So, yeah, and I also look like I have more t- I can't say what I want to say. Because... Anyways, anyways. Um, so you have the ability now, say, you know, say the kids aren't doing all right. You have that, you have that ability to move a guy up in your lineup that can and can't contribute top six minutes versus prior years where you're kind of trying to plug like a Jimmy VC or um, a Blake or Blake or a Barkley Goodrow, 
you know, trying to plug a guy into the top six, which it'll work, but does it really work? Kind of situation. Now you kind of add that little bit of, you know, say an insurance package, if you will. But then you have all the other players too that that he's gone and and brought in, um, where it's going to make it really interesting to kind of see who battles it out for that bottom that that fourth line. You know, guys like Nick Benino, um, you know, Riley Nash, uh, Tyler Pitlick. You know, these are you know nothing. This isn't going to break the bank or make a you know this isn't going to drive the uh, the needle. But it gives a little bit more depth around, you know, a Jimmy VC and a Barkley Goodrow uh, for your bottom, your fourth line, and and potentially, you know, your ability to flex and, and fluctuate with injuries. So with that, you know, obviously they also bring in, you know, they bring in Jonathan Quick, which really is one of those remains to be seen. You know, two years removed, John Jonathan Quick, I take that because he was dynamic for the Kings. Uh, a kind of almost like a little bit of a career renaissance. Last year's Jonathan Quick, uh, Louis Domingue will be the backup in New York probably after a month into the season. Uh, it'll probably no, it won't be Louis Domingue. It'll be uh, what's his name? Uh, no, I Taylor. think it would be Domingue. I don't. I think it'd be Domingue over Garand. No, it'll probably be Dylan Garand, but. Um, but uh, I will say the back of Quick's bucket is pretty nice since he has the. Uh, have you seen that? I didn't get a close up look of his of his. Uh... He, he has on the back of his on his bucket the hey 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 nice, uh, which is pretty dope. So oh, really quick before we before we close up because we only have like a couple other things. Um, did you see the ranking by the Athletic of the the best defenseman race? No. So it's broken into four tiers. But I also don't pay attention to a lot of all season yeah. writing. But, but, but listen, here, if you want a good laugh, Kale McCarr is in tier one and he's all alone. I guess that's fine. Tier two is Charlie McAvoy, Miro Heiskin, and Victor Hedman. Tier three, Devin Taves, Alex Petrangelo, Mikhail Sergachev. Tier four, Brent Burns, John Carlson, Aaron Ekblad. Where the hell is Adam Fox in that list? This is why I don't read shit in the offseason because <laughs> you get stupid shit like this. Like, Devin Tay is really good. I like Devin Tay. One of Lou Lamarillo's worst moves, so I'll always sit there and laugh at Lou because he's an idiot and the game passed him by. But if you actually think that Devin Tay is better than Adam Fox, I don't know what to tell you, and I'm I don't want to keep wasting my breath on this because this is a waste of oxygen. So, so the funny thing is, if you go into if you dig into the actual article and not just go off of the social media post thing, you actually see where like Adam Fox is listed as like a one C or whatnot. So it's, it's actually hilarious how like the athletic does that to you know basically a click drive click. Yeah. Hey, guess what we but never also, do? Guess what we never do? But it's also like it's, it's also <laughs> maybe that's like where we people, fail. Oh no! It's also it's also like people, you know, back in the day where oh Drew Doughty's better than Eric Carlson. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. You're an idiot. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nick's favorite New York Ranger has retired. Um, 
Derek Stepan has moved on from player and has joined the Minnesota Wild organization. What is your – Stepan is one of those for you that was probably one of your most frustrating players. Oh, far and away. But – Far and away. What a and a lot of it wasn't you. even his fault. Yeah, well, a, a lot, lot of it wasn't even his fault. It was more Sather. Because, well, it, it was Sather and then it was the fan base who actually believed that he was a first-line center, which just always used to, like, drive me up a wall. Like, the fact that people watched him play and was like, yeah, this is a first-line first line center who never put up 60 points in his NHL career. But with that. But. Game seven against I, Washington. Game seven against Washington, 2015. All-time favorite favorite moment. One of, one of the especially best because, moments. Especially because it was a wide-open net, which he could never hit an empty net in his life. <laughs> it was like you, you just saw it head. coming. You just saw it coming, and you almost were expecting it to not happen. So. Dude, I, I was so expecting him to shoot that puck over the crossbar that half of the reason why I jumped up when he scored was because I was, I was in shock that he was actually the one that put it in a wide-open net. Yeah. Ironically, Derek Stepan is only 33 years old. That's wild because he skated like he was 63. He, he's been in the NHL since 2010. Uh, he had been up with the Rangers since the 2010 season. Scored a hat trick in his very first game. He did. Against the Buffalo Sabres. So, 13-year NHL career. I feel it felt like he's been in the NHL for such a long time, but again, he's only 33 years of old of age. So retires retires relatively young, but he uh, made a lot of money. He was the first player in Rangers history and first in NHL history to score a hat trick in their NHL debut. So pretty impressive. Uh. NHL overall totals, 890 games, so just shy of 900 and a little shy of 1,000 games played over his tenure. 515 points in those games, 182 goals. Like Nick said, yeah, he never he never crossed 60 points uh, as a Ranger or in his NHL career, ever, period. The closest he ever got, I think, was like 55 or 57. 57 with the Rangers, and then he almost had a, like a breakout with the Coyotes his first year that he went to the Coyotes where he put up 56. That was one of his best years. Uh, and then it was, you know, just kind of the slow tail off from there. But, um, you know, there's, you know, Derek Stepan, some great Ranger moments for sure. Uh, as a, as I a, also, also, I must say this cause it's still eating away at me after all uh, these years. Uh, Mr. Stepan. And I'm not talking to you, Derek. I'm talking to your bald ass father. <laughs> I haven't forgiven you. For stealing my spoon when you were sitting next to me at the flying puck. So all that shit that I was what? talking about. Oh, I never told you this story? No. So I was with some people who we no longer talk to. Uh, um, someone who who main, who uh, has a jawline that... Never mind. Whatever. I was oh, with some people. Lord. And... They, you know, we were sitting there and Stepan's dad was literally sitting next to us and somebody had said something to me and got me going about how much I don't like Stepan and how I think he's overrated, whatever. 
And they're like, you know, his dad is sitting right next to you. I'm like, I don't give a damn. I'm like, his son's overrated. I'm like, and if he wants to, I'll tell him right to his face. And his dad had <laughs> turned around and stole my spoon that I was using to eat my food. And yeah, so I haven't forgotten, Mr. Stepan, you bald bitch. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, that's how we feel. All right. Wrapping up here. Uh, what's your new wrinkle for 30 on Broadway? What the hell is that? Well, wasn't that wasn't that what you were were talking about with the with the segment? Oh, a wrinkle? We, we it's not talk- a wrinkle. Yeah, a oh, wrinkle means like it a, is a problem. No, no, like you, you add in a wrinkle, like you add in a new a new fold. Never All right, so we have two thing, we have two new things coming with Thirty on Broadway. It's not going to happen until the season starts. Um, we're going to add at towards the end of each episode. We're going to have two new segments. One of them is going to be the two for roughing segment where we talk about things going on in the NHL. And then we're also going to have a little bit of a friendly wagering betting uh, sideshow where Nick and I are going to go, we're going to give you our picks, you know, Nick's picks, not don't put a D instead of the N it's Nick's picks. Okay. (laughs) Nick is just shaking his head in disbelief. So Nick will give you his picks. I will give you my picks. We're going to track them and see who actually does who does good with those and who does not do good. And we'll have a little bit of fun with that because we're both degenerate gamblers. So, you know, why the hell not? True. But, yeah, that's going to be the two new things. The big thing, if you're listening to this podcast and you're, you're, you're looking for tickets to Ranger games, uh, we, we, we know a guy because that guy is uh, my guy, me. That's me. Uh, so we have tickets in section 220, row five, seats 19 and 20. Uh, I have a pair of tickets to Thursday, September 29th against the Devils for the preseason. Uh, those tickets are right now at like 120 a pair. So 60 bucks a pop gets you into the garden for some preseason hockey. Might drop it a little lower depending on how you sweeten the pot. But then I also have Tuesday, November 7th against Detroit. Monday, November 27th against Buffalo. Tuesday, January 2nd against Carolina. Monday, February 5th against Colorado. Thursday, February 15th against Montreal. Monday, April 1st against Pittsburgh. Wednesday, April 3rd against New Jersey. And Thursday, April 11th against Philadelphia available. Those are 280 bucks for the pair. So $140 a ticket. It's better than box office. It's better than Ticketmaster by a long shot unless you wait until the absolute last minute. And even then, you're not guaranteed anything. But no fees, no BS, no nothing. You could do it through Venmo, Zelle, whatever. And I get you the tickets because uh, 30 on Broadway is a uh, partial season ticket holder of the New York Rangers now. So um, you get the season ticket discount, too, for food and beverage. So you can enjoy the prime rib sandwich at 20% off, I believe. I think it's 20% off. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have a chase card, you can get into the chase lounge for the game. So there you go. But I, I hate but you have to reserve you, that. You do have to reserve that. You will not. You will not end up on Garden Vision with a half a prime rib sandwich sticking out of your mouth, like I did, because you're just not as cool as me. So, yeah. Well, whatever. So preseason hockey kicks off wow, Saturday. How dare you? The Rangers' first Apple. preseason game that I don't care about. The Boston remember. Bruins. Boston Bruins. Whatever. You're welcome. On Sunday, it's on a football Sunday. 
I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. I will be at work during it because yeah, it's I... It's to put it on one of the TVs. Major, major... No, it's a football Sunday. We're not putting it on the TV. Uh, major, you know, since the last time we spoke, I have had major happenings in my life. I actually accepted a manager position at a restaurant. It uh, grew up. I did. I did. I grew up and... Uh, been putting in a lot of hours, been putting in a lot of hard yeah. work. and uh, We have been talking about doing uh, this podcast for like three weeks now. Yeah, and all of it was because now with my new schedule, uh, it's, it's going to be a little hectic. So our usual Wednesday might, you know, as it used to be, might not be the day anymore moving forward. But we will we will keep you updated. Yeah, we may be uh, fluctuating a bit, but we'll figure that out. It's it's good to be back. I missed it. I missed you guys. I missed, you know, doing this with Chris. I, I've been doing this podcasting gig with Chris for going on 13 years now. 12, 12 like 13 like, years of some nonsense. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, but, yeah, like Chris, thank you guys to open the show. I'd like to thank you guys to end it. And, you know, I don't know. I don't think I have any funny voices or anything anything tonight but there you um, well there you I'm, go I'm excited. we'll leave it off at I'm, that yeah i'm excited for hockey season uh let's go rangers you know especially now since chris put the voodoo on aaron Rodgers and ended my football season oh that was uh, another take damn i forgot about that but i don't know that might make yeah, some of our fans yeah. mad because you know yeah, i know some of you are yeah. jets fans i did tell nick like for yep. weeks yep leading up literally to... all summer all summer <laughs> All summer. All <laughs> summer. Nick, yeah. What are you going to do oh, when Aaron Rodgers blows his knee out on like the first drive of the game? <laughs> the, the, the first game that Chris and I go to this year, I don't know oh, what, it, what it is off the top of my head, but I know I'm punching him as hard as I can in the shoulder because no, he, he deserves it. Yes, I am. Because you and Joe Namath combined your evil and tore Aaron Rodgers' Achilles. And it made me stuck with Zach. I can't throw the ball, Wilson, for another year. So listen, I I I hate Joe Namath. I love you, but I also hate you for what you did to Aaron Rodgers. I ruined my parlays for that night, but it is. I don't give a shit about your parlays. You ruined my entire season. Our first game to get we go together. I don't think is until like January. How's that possible? I don't know. They have like no October games. I think that's part of it. They and really then don't. all their all their November yeah. games are like midweek games. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to figure yeah. it out. But tentatively scheduled January eighth against Vancouver. Which I'm excited for because it crosses we'll another Canadian team off the list. And there you go. I get to say no Canada, which we all know how much I love to do that. So there you go. On that all note, right. well, Nick, take us home. Uh, well, you guys know the drill. We're back. We're bad. You know, and and, and the Rangers are going to kick the message here. Peter Laviolette going to take the Rangers to the promised land, and you're not down with that. I just got two words for you. Oh, Jesus. That's right. Suck it. And, uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>